What's going on everybody? It's your boy Cam sitting here with my lovely wife Vicky Logan and we are your hosts for the show Everything is We. And listen, happy new year. It happy is new year. 2022. 2022. 2022. I've had to write. Uh, I've, I'm finally in the groove of writing dates because I had to sign a lot of documents today uh, in, in uh, my meetings at the church. So, uh, you know. I'm I'm used to I'm used to the 2022 now. I keep saying last year was 2020, so help us all, Lord, help us all. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky's Vicky's stuck in the past, but I'm not. But Jesus um, said in in Matthew chapter nine, uh, I believe it's the last verse in Math. I'm not Matthew, Luke. He said to the man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back, he is not fit for the kingdom of God. So no. don't look back. Ah, well, you know what happened? Don't look back, my God. Whew. I was gonna say, I, I don't know who I was gonna say, All right? <clears throat> but, anyways, if you look back, you get salty. You never heard anybody say it? Oh, the only time you want to look back is to look where God has brought you from. <laughs> uh, um, my God, today, anyways, come on, somebody. Um, enough of our corny Christian jokes. Uh, today is well doesn't matter what today is a week ago i turned 30 so claps for me give me some claps my birthday just passed we should have had some balloons in the background or something should have wore a crown doth it is my birthday uh (laughs) um so i just wanted to you know wish me a happy birthday um (laughs) The only time of year where I'm extremely arrogant and getting on everybody's nerves. Um, not even the only time of year. This is the first time I've actually been like this, I think, right? This is the first time I've been this obnoxious about a birthday because it was my 30th. So I feel like I had to yeah, be you, extra. Yeah. Normally, I'm not extra. Normally, I don't care. I don't hype myself up like that. Like, normally, I don't even really be on social media on my birthday, you know? So this year, I was like, we going crazy, okay? We went to Dallas. Well, before we left, we did do a Christmas episode, but then that weekend we went to Dallas for Christmas to see my family. We had two birthday dinners um, where I wore this really cute, expensive dress. Um, and yeah, I just had a good time with friends and fam. And then we came back for New Year's and then we went on another trip for my actual birthday day. And Cam and Wanda planned me an amazing trip to utah and we had like this a really big mountain home mansion in the snow it was amazing very beautiful hopefully the vlog goes up before this podcast episode goes up so you guys can actually see the inside of the the mansion and see what we did and how i almost died and all of that great stuff so (laughs) glad i'm alive glad i didn't die um you know it was a great time right babe listen cam might have gone through it but we're here it was a test of our marriage honestly um just to see how much he really loved me uh i think we all learned that day so anyway anyway because i turned 30 and it's a monumental occasion um you know especially coming off of you know, I don't know what, what I feel like was a really great year for us. It was a very pivotal, you know, important year for us just in 
how much we've grown and everything like that in our marriage. And also you turned 30 the year before. So I feel like we should just do like a whole 20s recap because number one, well, not number one, but we also celebrated our 11 year dating anniversary. So me and Cam have been together for 11 years Sunday that was the ninth 11 years on the ninth um we have been together you know going strong date nights kicking it bffs you know what I'm saying um we haven't broken up we haven't cheated on each other we haven't had any major fights or separations or you know any of that we have been going strong for 11 whole years you know, so I feel like that is a monumental occasion. And then our, our dating, dating, our wedding anniversary is next month. So it's just a whole bunch of celebrations going on here. Um, and I feel like this would be a good time for us to like reflect on our 20s since we spent our, we spent our 20s together, like our whole 20s. Um, we met each other before we were 20. So we spent our whole 20s together. And I think we've learned a lot about each other. And we've also learned a lot individually so I feel like this would be a great time to just kind of reflect on that and just have a moment for our 20s RIP we won't miss you um (laughs) so no we won't we will not miss the 20s the 20s were ghetto uh but very good learning experiences and uh, lots of good memories and yeah so I feel like we should just dive in so I wanted my question for Cam was what are the things that you learned in your 20s. I wrote some down. I posted it on Instagram the other day and I can kind of like delve into what I was saying. But um, Cam wants to go off the dome, so I'm going to let him spit hot fire. All right. Uh, So it's it's interesting um, because I was being very retrospective. Introspective? Retrospective. Retrospective. Thinking about all of the things that I've gone through in my life. I was thinking about how like now I'm walking into a season where I'm going to be doing the things that I prayed for when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's crazy. Like, man, like things I used to pray for times like things like legit, like (laughs) things that I prayed for, things that I hoped for, things that I wished for, things that I worked on, like, like, like I'll say for music, for instance, like I, I, once people understood the gift of music that I had, like everybody wanted to have like hands on, you know, cam. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, I'm 16, 17, like I'm in high school now. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I'm about, I'm about to work on music. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. And like, none of it happened. And now here I am. 31 going on 32 like things that I prayed for when I was 16 17 like I'm it's about to happen and so one of the lessons that I've learned is I've watched my life because I've lived it and I've always been a late bloomer like for some reason you know maybe it's because I'm impatient even though sometimes it looks like I'm being patient like I'm very impatient so God is like, ah, <laughs> I'm going to make sure he's a late bloomer in like everything. <laughs> I don't and think so, any of us are patient, to be honest. And so like learning to be patient 
and wait for the season like the last video where we talked about where I can ride the wave of favor mm-hmm. in the season that God want like I'm I'm in the cadence I'm in the groove of that season that God has me in and that's when I'm going to succeed and excel the most so learning patience um that's one thing I learned in my 20s uh, you know, I, 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 I guess I can kind of be personal here. I mean, this is a safe space, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, working a corporate job where you thought, you know, you'd be making six figures and making, you know, certain dollar amounts, uh, you know, with your time there. And I didn't, and I made, I made good money, decent money. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying this to be ungrateful uh but i know some of my friends and peers like they were making six figures because they would stay in the job for two three years and like leave where i you know me i stayed on a job for an extended period extended period of time and had one promotion you know what i'm saying so it's just like being patient uh waiting for things to to happen in the right timing and not forcing things to happen because every time I forced things to happen, it always failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was something, something also like in my twenties, I didn't really take many risks, you know, like a lot of people took risk in their twenties that, that caused detrimental damage. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like I could have taken more healthy risks because the older you get, the less you're willing to take those risks. And the harder you fall when you take the risks. I yeah, feel it's like, like, I mean, there's, I don't think there's an age limit to taking risks, but I do feel like when you're younger, it's, you have a little bit more grace because you're young and you have a little more time, I guess, if you consider time to be on your side when you're younger. I don't, I don't necessarily think that I feel like time is relative to anyone, but at the same time when you're younger, you can, you can take more risks because, I mean, you're young. So if you mess up, you, your bounce back is a little bit, it's a little bit easier when, you, when you're younger. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's the same way physically, too. It's like, I mean, if you get hurt when you're 12, it's not the same thing as getting hurt when you're 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, like your bones literally. Don't, your bones don't, they don't, uh, they don't heal as fast when you're older. So it's the same thing with taking risks. It's like, yeah, take the risks when you're younger, you know? Yeah, so taking risks, being patient, understanding the times, like understanding the season I'm in. You know, there was a season where I went from, literally, I went from 18-year-old being in college, being in an accelerated degree program, getting my bachelor's degree in two years, bachelor degree in two years, graduating. So leaving my t- leaving my teens. Mm-hmm. Going from 19 to 20, graduating as a 20-year-old, and then dealing with all of the things of a young college kid, you know, relationships, breakups, whatever, whatever, and and understanding, like, man, I have to mature because I'm about to be in the real world now. So then transitioning from 19 to 20, no longer being in my teens, walking into my 20s, then eventually meeting Vicky, and then three years later, no, I from, met you when you were 19. No, but I'm saying like when we got. When we started dating. Yeah, when we started dating and being serious. Uh, 
then going from a graduation season, mature maturation process, then to marriage, and then having to mature in marriage and grow in marriage, and then understanding that, then getting my full-time job. So, like, it was a season of transitions for me. Mm-hmm. And so getting my full-time job, and then that first year, we got married in 2014. Then the 2015 year, like, I traveled, like, every other month. So then learning how to navigate, you know, my marriage and travel with work and and understanding, you know, that season. And then, you know, 25 came, and then, you know, things that you – Thought you were going to have already, like we've already talked about, like thought we would have already had kids by the end, uh, thought we would have already had just so many things that that you just expect to have already with with no proper plan or with no proper things in place. But you just like, oh, you know, when I, like like the song goes, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage, you know, and when stuff don't happen like that, then it's like, oh, man, the end. <laughs> Men don't necessarily think about, I'm not going to say that because I hate generalizations, but I didn't think that, how could I say this? Um, Sometimes society can place things on certain groups of people, right? And so, for instance, for a woman, it's like, oh, you need to have a baby by this age. They They don't necessarily say that for men. Right, right. But for me, it was like, man, like my parents had me at, uh, 29 and 30 when I was birthed 29 and 30. And so I had this thing in my head that I wanted to have children before the age at which my parents had me. Well, here I am. And so it's, it's just like, you know, God's timing is undefeated. Like when he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And so having the patience having, you know, having to go through that with you, uh, the learning and growing pains of, of having to really trust and depend on somebody outside of God. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to learn how to trust and not, not that I didn't trust you, but I had to learn how to trust you with things that I never trusted anybody with, you know, like being vulnerable, being open, being like, Letting you know when I needed help, mm-hmm. uh, not trying to fix everything on my own, not trying to handle everything on my own. And I still struggle with that sometimes mm-hmm. because it is an, an instinct of of the man that I grew up knowing. Yeah. Not, not every man, because, you know, some of y'all are soft and y'all don't really care. Oh, <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. I mean, some men just they don't mind. They, they don't mind letting their woman just take care of them and. You know, they're just living up under their girl and, you know, no, no some sense of responsibility. And they want yeah, a mom. I mean, some folks, they, they just want that. They and want that, they mama. You know, and that's if that's what you want to do, praying for you. But me, I ain't doing that. So, you know, it, it's even funny watching uh, you put us in that, that anniversary iCloud photos and like the text that I sent you. Was it a text or? It's a lot of things. And I was just like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to give you everything you want in this world. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And it's like, like I really meant that. Yeah, I I you like, meant that. Like, you man. meant that. Like, that boy was saying anything. 
<laughs> Y'all, these texts, I was going through these texts that Cam used to send me. They were so, let me just say this. We were cute, okay? We this. had good intentions and we were very cute and we meant what we were saying to each other. But it was so cringy. Oh my God. I was watching like our videos that we would send each other back and forth. That's the, the groceries. I got to go get them. Um, I was just watching those videos. We sent each other back and forth and reading all our text messages back and forth that I screenshotted. And we were so mushy. We're not like that in real life, which is what's hilarious because we were so like, I think because we were dating long distance, we had to be verbal about how we felt about each other in texts and stuff. But like now that we're together, like we don't really be saying all that stuff. <laughs> we know we mean it. I used, be, to, but I did. You, I used to be like mushy, and then like we over, both were. But over time, like I did, like that's how I was, like in general. And I was like, bro, like. I mean, but I'm. I mean, yeah, I was doing it too. My heart has gotten hardened over, I, over time. I won't say it's hardened. I just feel like when you're in somebody's presence, you don't need to say all of those things because you demonstrate your love instead of just saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I appreciate that more. I honestly feel. Sometimes we do need the words, though. So you can send me a little mushy text every now and then. I wouldn't mind. I'd probably be like, ew, why'd you say that? But exactly. <laughs> that's how we've that's how far we've gone in our relationship. Um, but anyways, but yes, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and I see that. I see all of that growth in you. I do. Yeah. I mean, and there's things that I'm still like learning and looking at and working towards and, you know, like. Just life lessons, like growing up, it's like, okay, be a man of your word. Like, don't make promises and then you don't keep the promise. You know, that's one thing that I always hated. You know, like parents, don't promise your kids you're going to get them some ice cream after they do their homework and then they do their homework and you're like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, no, like, really, you should get them ice cream because mm-hmm. that's like you promised them that you would. Like, fellas, like, don't tell your lady that you're going to, oh, I promise you I'm going to do it. And like, you don't do it because then over time, they it's don't gonna trust turn you no into distrust. Yeah, and when you, when there's no trust in the relationship, the foundation is shaky. Uh, you know, you've built your house on sand instead of a firm foundation, the solid rock. And uh, that's just me reading the book of Luke. It's just all coming out of me now. Um, and so, you know, those life lessons and you know other hurtful things and seasons of people growing apart and understanding that you know relationships that you may have built and developed as a teenager that kind of grow into your twenties, they they may not they be not gonna forever. make it to your thirties. Yeah. Like all relationships aren't forever. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know that's you're going into some of mine now. I'm not but I'm I'm just talking about me. I know. I'm just talking about me. Like I learned the same way. These are things though. that I've you know, even having text with some of the guys that I text now, it's like I wasn't friends with them when I was 18, 19, yeah. 17, but like the 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 quality of our relationship though it may be short, it's rich in quality. And so fruitful relationship. It's like wow, like you know, me being brought up as a relation relational guy uh from from two parents who like value value relationships very heavily. And just lessons that my dad has taught me, lessons that my mom has taught me, um, they've stuck with me. And I feel like I'm like a the perfect mix of them two. And it's like, man, like I value people. But at the same time, like I'm not going to like hold you close to my heart and you keep stabbing me in it. You know what I'm saying? So 
Yeah. Understanding when that your season is up. And that's like. And that's okay. That's literally okay. Like it's okay. It took me some time to understand it because it's like, man, like I don't. That's another. Here's another lesson. I always felt like I didn't want to be the bad guy. So like there are things that would bother me, but I would allow it to keep happening because I didn't want to be the problem. Mm-hmm. Even though I never was a problem to begin with, I didn't want to be more a peace, of a problem a than it already keeper. was. You're exactly. A and so I was like, let me just keep the peace. I ain't going, you know what I'm saying? They know. In my head, I'm like, they know what they did. And sometimes they did know. And sometimes folks just really sometimes don't know people really how don't. raggedy they are. Sometimes people really don't know. And, and, and being in ministry, we understand that their people are broken. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality of the situation. And so... You know, us being PKs, like we talked about all the time, you have people come in and out of your life for seasons and seasons and seasons over and over and over and over again. So, uh, you know, that's those are things that I'm learning. I'm I'm learning how to continue to grow and, and mature in who I am and who God wants me to be. And, you know, yeah, I'm 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 glad you said that because one of the it wasn't on my list. But one of the um, one of the lessons that I've learned is definitely about relationships and that not all of them are going to last forever that length of time doesn't equate to quality of a relationship just because you've been cool with somebody forever you've known them forever that doesn't mean that that relationship is healthy or that you should keep that relationship in your life um and I've also learned that they relationships can be seasonal and you just take what you learn from that relationship and better yourself um you know and move on and you have to and it's okay if they're not in your life like you said it's okay if they're not in your life anymore it's okay if the next year you have a completely different group of people at your birthday party like I've had to get over these like um I think just from growing up and having so many different sets of friends it was like almost traumatizing to me to this is why I and maybe you don't know this but this is why I am so particular about birthdays um and I typically don't do a lot for my birthday or at least I try not to and I don't try to make it a big deal because I've always been worried that it seems like I don't have a good core group because there's always different people at my birthdays um and that's just of a reality that I've grown up in it's like every birthday party I had growing up there were different people there um some people wouldn't come some people would just just the nature of having a winter birthday makes it difficult anyway so a lot of my birthdays were spent with just my family and I didn't have friends there or if I did have friends there I just met them like a year ago you know what I mean so like as an adult now I'm very cautious of who I say is my close friend and who because over time I've had to learn like not everybody's going to be in your life all the time and they're not going to be there forever so I've had to accept that it's okay that everybody at my birthday party five years ago is not going to be at this birthday party. You know what I mean? Um, that that was something I had to get over um, because I felt like it was a reflection of me and my character. And it, I thought it made me look like I'm not likable or something. You know what I mean? Like I took it kind of personally. But then I posted this post the other day. Um, it's a repost of somebody else's quote. But it says, it sounds harsh, but most times people don't care nearly as much as we think they do. Not everyone is mad at you. You don't have to second guess every micro interaction. You don't have to drown in false narratives. You're good. Allow yourself to feel peace. Right. So I reposted that and I said, one of the things I've learned is not to take everything personally um, because most people operate out of their own convictions and experiences, their own issues, their own traumas, whatever, um, which has very little to do with you at the end of the day. 
and you have to get out of your head and live your own life. Right. Um, and that's something that I had to learn probably like I want to say because I was having this conversation with Wanda because she's 27 and she was talking to me about how she was dealing with kind of the same things. And I'm like, bro, it's the 27 year. I'm trying to tell you, like, I think I saw a TikTok of everybody talking about 27 and how 27 was the year they learned the things that we're talking about. Like, it's like when it all came to a head and it's like, dang, these are the lessons that I've learned in my 20s. And then you move forward in 28 and 29 and a little more freedom. But 27 is like the year where you be like, dang, like this sucks. Like it hits you. And that's when it hit me when I turned. I think it was when I turned 27. Around the time I turned 27, I realized I got to let this go. This feeling of like not necessarily. I didn't really I don't really I feel like I take things personally, but I reflect a lot on myself. I'm very introspective. And so I'm always like it was more like beating myself up because I was always trying to see what I did wrong to make people not like me or to make relationships fail or whatever. And a lot of times I had to look at myself and be like, bro, it's not you. It's just people be going through stuff yep. and you can't fix it. And that's okay. Like if you can't fix somebody, that's okay. You're not meant to fix everybody. Some people come in your life, you impact them in ways, but if you can't fix all their problems, sorry about you. Like that's that not no meant, it's not meant, right. That ain't no problem. That it's not no meant problem. for you to fix everybody's problems. Like the only person I'm responsible for is this guy right here. Everybody else, if they don't listen to me, if they don't take my advice, if I don't teach them anything, if they leave the relationship hating me and I'm the villain in their story and I did nothing that I could possibly think of to make their life horrible, and even if I did, I apologize for it. And that's all you can do at the end of the day, you know, because um, life goes on and you have to keep moving. Like you can't stop at every inconvenience and like just crumble and then not move forward. Like life still goes on and you meet new people, better people, people who fit your situation that you're going through, because not all situations everybody's going to understand, you know. So that's something I've had to learn and be OK with is like. You know, sometimes you might be the bad guy and you didn't even try, but it may happen. But in order for you to have peace, you can't dwell on it and then try to like. You can't always fix it because most sometimes it's not your fault. People see things differently because of what they've gone through. And that really ain't got much to do with you. So you got to let people fight their own battles. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yes, that's definitely something that I've learned, particularly about relationships they don't all last. And, you know, there are people, we've talked about this before, there are people who come along for specific reasons. Um, sometimes it's for you to help them. Sometimes it's for them to help you. And you have to be willing to be vulnerable. And that is something else that I learned um, is how to have feelings. I think my 20s, most of my 20s, at least 20 from age 20 to 25 for sure was breaking down defense walls and learning how to feel because I did not know how to do that <laughs> I had no idea what it was like to have emotions and I still struggle with outward expression um I think it's just a personality thing at this point it I'm 30 so obviously I can try to be more outwardly expressive um but there has to be a, a series of events that happen before I even get to that point I gotta be around the right people I got to be in a vulnerable vulnerable space where I feel like I can share my feelings um you know I have to have eaten good that day 
you know, I can't be on my period. Or maybe I can't be on my period because then I'd be emotional. I'd be wanting to say stuff. I don't know. It just depends on time of the month. You know, there's so many different things that go into how I express myself emotionally. But as far as me actually acknowledging that I have emotions and accepting that I have emotions and then learning what to do with those emotions and how to act that that that's what I learned in my 20s how to feel it's okay to feel allow yourself to feel feelings are not bad it's good to have feelings it's okay to cry you can cry if you want to it's okay to cry sometimes it's okay to be upset you know you don't have to be a steel cage you're not superwoman you're not invincible I also had to learn that I'm not invincible um and just because you have God on your side does not mean you're not going to go through anything because I don't know who told me that I wasn't going to go through anything because I was a Christian, but geez, please, the twenties smack you in the face, don't they? Uh, I, for some reason I had this idea that because <laughs> for some reason I had this idea that because if I read my Bible every day oh, and I, I that video of, uh, when Bing Rave started choking uh, Tyrese out on baby. Boy. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I've never seen all of baby boy. Uh, you don't, you don't need to. I don't need to. It's okay. But yes, because for some reason I thought that because I am a Christian, I love the Lord. That meant he was going to fight all my battles, fight all my battles. And that means that the battles, because I am victorious and the battles already won, I don't have to actually go through the things, go through the process. Eh, that's wrong. Uh, you will struggle with things. So mm, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish somebody would have told me that when I was a teenager, like, um, you're going to go through things and they're going to suck. So learn how to feel. Thanks. Um, but also at the same time, going through those struggles, I had to learn that not everything I'm going through is my fault. Because like I said, I am a beat myself up kind of person. I, I internalize things and I tend to take fault for a lot of things that aren't necessarily my fault um, and just chalk it up to, oops, my bad. You know what I mean? Um, but over time, oops, my bad started to turn into, why did you do that? Why are you like this? Like, why can't you be like this person? Why can't you be like this person? Why do you act this way? And then it it came to a point where I was very much so not liking myself, um, which was around that 2016 era. And I, I was I was really like beating myself up a lot and not allowing myself to or not taking myself off punishment. Basically, I felt like I'm going through X, Y, Z because I did X, Y, Z. Or I'm going through this because I was, wasn't was doing something right. Like I had to find a reason why. And sometimes you literally just go through things because that's life. And we live in a fallen world, you know. So I had to like learn not everything is your fault. So take yourself off punishment, bro. Like stop beating yourself up. Not everything is a direct chain of causation. You know, it's not a cause and effect. It's literally just sometimes you just get the effect without the cause. And you got to learn how to deal with it. But then over time you learn, oh, this happened to me to make me stronger, not because I was a bad person. What I had to get that karma mentality out of my head. I think I think the world has that karma mentality. And uh, I had to kill the karma mentality. So kill the karma mentality. Not everything is karma. Not everything is reap what you sow. You know what I mean? My dad. You do reap what you sow, but where he was, I think. I think that's when you kind of started saying it. He was, and he was basically saying like, "Take yourself off mm-hmm. punishment." Yeah, 
Because I think sometimes we we feel like we had to have done something to go through what we go through. But sometimes it's not your like I said, it's not your sometimes, fault. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it could have been generations past. Yeah, it could have been generations past. Somebody did something generations ago, and you're just reaping the benefits, or not the benefits, reaping the the repercussions or whatever. But even then, it's not something you can like be like mad at yourself about, or even mad at the people who did it. You know what I mean? Well, because then then you'll go down the rabbit hole of thinking like you, to to say that everything that's bad that happens in your life is your fault would mean that you have more power in your life than you do. And you don't. And you don't. You don't have that much power. And you don't. Exactly. And I used to because I used to be the same way. Everything that that was bad that happened to me. I was like, well, I, if I would have never I wouldn't have done if this, I would have never happened. turned left on Green Bay Avenue, then I would have like, bro, you can't. If you would have known that, I mean, you you get lottery tickets and you'd be a billionaire, but you're not. So, like, you don't have that much control. So, literally, take yourself off punishment, like she's saying. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't have that much control. Be Go a little bit easier on yourself. Per me, drinking this water, um, I put in here, drink your water and mind your business. I used to say that a lot. Probably on YouTube, I think. But I would always be like, drink water and mind your business. Um, because literally, like, drink water because you need to stay hydrated. Um Listen, if you're not drinking a lot of water, the older you get, you just be thirsty, bruh. I don't know what happened, but like as soon as I turn 30, I'm thirsty. It could be all this cold and traveling too, but man, like you got to drink some water, bro. There was a point in my life where I never drank water. Can you believe that? Like as a 20 year old, I was not drinking water. When I lived in Texas, I did not drink water. I don't ever remember like getting water bottles and chugging them like I do now. Like I'd be chugging some water, bro. I'd be chugging it. Um, But Yes, mind your business um, because you never know what people are going through. Um, so be nice and mind your business. Um, but the never know what you never know what people are going through thing. We learned that um, definitely, especially in regards to the infertility thing, but just in general, as far as our relationships and even um, our friendships when we first got married that we had. Um, we had a lot of friends. Most of y'all saw on Life with the Logans. We had a, a large group of community. You know what I'm saying? But over time, and this is not shade to anybody. I'm not going to speak anybody's situation. But over time, we learned that not everybody is doing okay. Um, and that's just life in general. Everybody in life is going through something that they don't tell you. Um, so even though we may look like we having fun, kicking it, blah, blah, blah. When people go home, that you don't know what they're struggling with. They may not tell you. They don't have technically technically nobody is required to tell you what they're going through um if they don't want to what goes on in their house that's their house you know what i'm saying like even when me and cam going through infertility we didn't tell people that like even when we did realize what it was we never really discussed it with a lot of people so people didn't know what we were going through so it's like you just never know what people are going through so be nice you know um and don't assume things don't you know like i wonder why they you know what i'm saying like you just you just never know um be kind to people don't you know say things that are assumptive is that a word assumptive but uh yeah presumptuous presumptuous i don't know but that's a big lesson that we learned is you never know what people are going through you never know what people have gone through to get what they've got so don't you jealous you don't know the cost of my oil you don't know the cost bro like you don't know what people have been through so you really gotta be in my alabaster box humble honestly um sit down be humble 
Um, another one that I learned, big lesson that I learned. Dang, I want my water too. Um, I have some water. Actually, can we pause so I can get these groceries from outside? Let's take a pause. Let's take a brief intermission. You can say something if you want. I need these groceries. Would you like some water? I ordered some egg wine. Yeah, bring me one. We only got 20 minutes left, but she keep taking these intermissions. She keeps taking these intermissions on me, so I might as well keep it going since I got to edit this anyway. So uh, in order to keep the good times rolling, um, I would like to, I guess I'll put a small, brief inter- interjection here. Um, a lot of you guys have asked this is random a lot of you guys have asked cam when you coming out with the music bro hey cam when you coming out with the music bro bro we waiting for the music cam we can't wait it's time it's the year i know i've said that in previous years but there was never really any real action behind it because people make empty promises but this year, it's happening. Like, things have been signed. I'm not signed to no record label or nothing like that, but, like, yeah, I made an Instagram post at the end of last year, and I said, next year, I will work with these individuals. And it's happening. So, I'm trying to figure out a way for y'all to support me because we already know uh, artists, musicians don't make money from you downloading their stuff from Spotify. So, I got to find a way for y'all to support me musically. Um, there have been people at my church that like said that, oh, I'll, I'll donate and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, yeah, okay. So all y'all that said y'all was going to support your boy musically, we're going to see. Oh Just got to figure out the best way to, Sorry to for all that. the intermissions. So. Sorry for all the intermissions. But yeah, I just wanted to let y'all Try know that. Make my husband some soup. and Music in 2022. It's really happening. <laughs> all right. Um, the next thing I was going to say <clears throat> um, is that... Oh, this is a big lesson that I learned. Um, like I said, there was a phase that I went through where I was kind of working on my mental mess um, in the words of Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, and I think a lot of that came from just relational trauma. Um, and I was trying to figure out, like I said, what, what I did wrong. Like I was trying to understand um, what I could have done better as far as being a good friend, being um, just more intentional about my words and how I use them because I noticed and it wasn't like one particular thing it was just a number of things that happened that I noticed like the way that I I don't know maybe the way I came off to people or just the way that I handled myself when I presented myself to others I felt like could have been better because um, coming into my 20s I was very like arrogant I'm gonna just say it like that uh I feel like I was very prideful very arrogant 
I thought I was the business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like, man, I'm a good friend. Like, I'm going to be a good wife. I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really felt like I was entitled almost um, because all my life, my parents pumped me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have really supportive, loving parents who basically, like, to be quite frank, like, they really love me. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they gas me. My mama gasses me up. If you ever met my mom, she is, like, she is, like, a cheerleader beyond cheerleaders. She is going to gas you. Like, she's going to find something amazing about you and just, like, be like, girl, you're amazing. You this, you that, blah, blah, blah. Like she, I've never really heard her speak negatively to anybody's face before. Like she's just one of those people. She's a gasser. All right. So she hypes me up. She's hyped me up my whole life and made me feel like I'm basically the stuff. Okay. Um, so coming into my twenties, I was full of myself. I was very prideful and I never really considered how I came off to other people because I felt like I was a good person, you know? And then I moved away from my family and I had to adjust to a new life where not everybody knows me. People don't really get me. People aren't used to me and my antics, you know, so I can't just say whatever because nobody knows me like that here. So I'm not I can't be. You know how when you grow up around your family and you like always around the same people all the time you can be yourself without being reserved because you don't you don't really care what they think because they love you anyway you know what I'm saying that's how I was and so when I moved away I had to kind of draw back and like see how people saw me and it was like moving I felt like moving away was like one of the best things that ever happened to me but also it was very eye-opening. It was literally, like, especially being married, newly, uh, being a newlywed. Like, Cam was my mirror, but the world was my mirror, too. Because it was literally showing me who I was and everything that my whole family in Texas raised me to be. Not that they raised me wrong or anything, but just, like, how I, I got to see from the outside what I looked like, what my upbringing looked like, who I was as a person, what that looked like to other people. You know what I'm saying? So along with learning how I felt about that, I also had to learn how to be more cognizant of who I presented myself to be, if that makes sense. Not that I couldn't be myself, but I had to learn that there are parts of me that are not fully developed and matured. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I had to mature in a lot of different ways. One of those ways was understanding that just because I have good intentions doesn't mean that I won't hurt people's feelings. Um, so intent does not replace how you make people feel, which is what I've said. I've said that on here multiple times. Um, but I learned that the hard way. Um, because like I said, you're going to end up the villain in somebody's story and you didn't even realize that that's how that they were going to feel like that because you thought you were doing the right thing. But just because you intended for them to like just because you intended for it to be the right thing doesn't mean that it would be the right thing in the situation um so yes I learned a lot about myself <laughs> um voluntarily and involuntarily because not only was I going through all of these changes and seeing myself from the outside looking in because of my community and moving away and all of that but I also had the unique experience of literally watching my life on screen because I was recording all of it. So 
I think I got a two for one deal where like not only was I maturing and growing up in front of you, in front of your family, in front of everybody, you know, in front of myself, but also I was literally maturing and growing up in front of the entire Internet um, like 300,000 people were watching me go through all of this as well. Not necessarily as in depth as probably you saw it or like, you know, of course y'all don't know all the ins and outs of everything that I went through, but a lot of stuff that was pivotal in my life, y'all saw it happening pretty much, um, on camera <laughs> and I was volunteering that information. Um, but at the same time, it's like people, will throw jabs at you and say stuff about you that you never noticed about yourself. And so now you like have to look at yourself from an objective lens. Like, okay, ew, I don't like when I say that either. Or ew, why do I do that? Or like, you know, like literally like I'm editing myself on a computer screen. Like I never noticed how I did that. And now I don't like it about myself, you know? So I think for me, I had to um, unlearn a lot of negative traits, but also had to like, give myself a lot of grace at the same time because like I said I'm a person who beats myself up so hearing things about myself that aren't necessarily positive from all different angles is kind of like I, as a very confident person it was it was pretty it was shaky okay <laughs> I was like oh ow like dang like I don't mind being roasted but geez like I can take a joke I can take a joke but also when it's not a joke it's kind of like, um, didn't think that I was that bad of a person, but you know, but I had to, I had to learn a lot about how I make people feel, how I feel about myself and like coming into my own. And I think around 27 was when I was really like, I got this for the most part, but yeah, it was ugh. them first like six, seven years of the twenties was real rough. Um, cause I learned a lot about myself. Um, but it was all worth it, though. I feel like I, I came out a lot stronger. And I think a lot of people have seen me mature, too. Um, I get a lot of comments and DMs like that. Wow. Like, wow. Especially since I turned 30 and everybody's like in my DMs, like, wish me happy birthday and stuff. But they're also like, man, I've been watching you since I was like 12. <laughs> like, I've been watching you this whole time. I've been watching you since you were 18. Like, and I've seen you grow so much. And I'm like, man, like, I really did grow. Y'all really did see that. That's crazy. It's wild. The internet is wild. Um, but yes, I have so many more. Uh, am I going too slow? Um, my next one is peace is better than money. I think that's an easy one. I think that's an easy one. I don't really need to go in depth in that one. Peace is better than money. Just apply that to whatever your situation is. Uh, take the peace over the money because having money but not having peace is stressful and money can get real stressful you know uh whether you have it or you don't <laughs> so <laughs> i mean it doesn't really matter I, I from both ends of the spectrum just know i've been young and i've been old i've been broke peace and i've had a little bit of money is better than money and the peace has always been more sufficient for me than any of it so peace and I feel like peace comes from being, number one, content with what you have. But also, number two, peace comes from knowing who you are and not compromising 
to make other people happy or to prove something to other people. It's really what that means. Um, and I always said this and I stand by this to this day. I, I don't care how much money it's making me. If I don't have peace with what I'm doing, I'm not doing it, which is why I took that break from YouTube. And I'm so glad that I did the little year and a half hiatus, even though I could be making a lot more money if I was still doing it consistently. But I needed that time to find peace within myself. I could not do that on camera. So I'm glad I did it. Um, but I just I had to sit with myself and be like, bro, like the money is cute. But do you have peace, though? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. And this one is a big one. We've talked about this before. There's power in transparency. So talk about your issues to someone. Especially your spouse. Especially your spouse. But there is power in transparency. Talk about your problems. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen, sister. Um, I feel like we talked about that a lot on the podcast though. Just how much how much how much transparency has helped us individually and also helped our marriage. You know? Um so yeah. Don't apologize for being yourself. Be you. Do what you love, love what you do. And don't apologize for that. You know what I'm saying? Be all the things. Do all the things. Be who God created you to be. And don't be ashamed of that. You know? Gigi's barking. I don't know why. Um, this is a good one that I learned from Mike Todd. God will do everything you can't, but not what you can a good one i think there was a point i don't know maybe like 2018 um i said it on youtube i remember where you got to give god something to work with basically that was like my motto for one of my years i don't know but it was one of my mottos where like sometimes we be waiting for god to do something when really he's waiting on us to do something so that he can do something with what we did does that make sense what i just said yep um you know and that's the whole faith thing. We, we've been learning that. Obviously, we talked about it before. But it's like you be expecting God to just do stuff. And it's like, nah, bro. Like, you have to actually do some work, though. You got to put some work behind that faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, like, take some steps. You got to, like, you know, you got to give God something to work with. God is not going to do everything for you. And this is something that people was mad about when Manny said <laughs> When Manny was talking about how we just think God going to come down and tell us who our spouse is. Like, no, you actually still have to do the work of the relationship, though. Yep. Even if God told you, you got to marry this person. You still have to, A, like this person. They got to like you. Y'all both have to be in agreement that y'all like each other. And then y'all have to do the work of the relationship. Like, there's still work that has to happen. Like, even though I feel like God wanted me and Cam to be together, I could have said No. He could have said no. Like, we still have to do the work. Our relationship isn't healthy and strong just because it just is. And we're just perfect like that. Like, no, we do a lot of work, even though we may not see it that way. We do a lot of work. We've done a lot of work over these past 11 years we've been together to make sure that our relationship is strong. You know? It's not like just some random thing that happened. Like we intentional about this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like we intentional. We intentionally go on dates once a week, every week, or at least we try to, you know, 
very few weeks that we miss. And it's just because maybe like stuff is going on and we busy, but still we make time for each other intentionally. That's what we do. And we've been doing that since we started dating. And we have not stopped, you know? And I feel like those type of things, the type of work that we put in, like that is what made our relationship strong. And I feel like that's giving God something to work with. We are putting ourselves aside to have a strong relationship. And God is like, okay, bet I can bless y'all's relationship because y'all put the work in, you know? So there's that. And then, <laughs> you don't have nothing to say? You just going to keep me talking. Let me keep talking. You're going. You, you got a list. Go on, come on. You don't have anything to add? You didn't learn these lessons? Um, it's okay to ask for help. You said that. It's okay to ask for help. <laughs> um, this was a hard one for me because I'm a control freak and I like to do everything myself. And I'm a very independent woman. All the women who are independent, throw your hands up at me. Um... I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T Do you know what that means? Uh, I'm an independent black woman, okay? I didn't Nobody told me to be this way It's just how I am I'm wired this way If I want to do something I'm going to figure out how to do it And I don't want to ask anybody for help Because I'm going to figure it out It's like a game for me It's like I don't know Like It's just a thing I like to I like to figure things out You know? I like to be self-sufficient I don't like to rely on people Um, But the gag is You need people You need people so it's hard out here for an independent introverted queen. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I that's had a to, good one though. That is that is like understanding the importance of needing people because I say this often on on the podcast. God grants us favor mm-hmm. by using the resource of people. People. How else are you going to? Um, I haven't seen. Any angels come out of the sky, descend from heaven, and give you, you know, jobs and cars. Like, like and it's and the thing is, people, people. The thing is, and this is what y'all gotta understand about God. Just because God can do, like, like, like the quote says, God can do, can He can do everything. But he's not going to do what you can do. If you have the ability to do it, he's going to let you do it. Because why? We have free will. And we got God gave us brains for a reason. He gave us people for a reason. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to see God move through other people. That's how it is. You need people, bruh. We need each other. You know what I'm saying? So you got to ask for help at some point. <laughs> We're not meant to do life alone. At all. At all. Nobody's meant to do life alone. That's just impossible. Can't do it. So if you haven't started asking for help yet, you better start asking. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to outsource. Even if you can do something, it doesn't mean you should do something. Um, It's okay to get somebody else to do that for you if it's going to save you time, money, and embarrassment, and shame, and all these other things that come with trying to do everything yourself and falling flat on your face. So you just got to ask for help. Still learning this lesson. Um, I've yet to uh, ask for the help that I need in a lot of different areas, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. I mean, that's a good one. That's it. Because I'm a I'm like that in a lot of ways too. Like because 
I call it like the pressure or the burden of being gifted mm-hmm. because you know how to do so many other things. You want to do it all. It's like, well, I can do this. Yeah. And it feels like because you know how to do it, it's like, well, nobody's going to do it the way I would do it. You know, like nobody's going to have the same passion or the same like. What is what is the word that I'm trying to say? Like the same like attention to detail as I would have. But you don't know that unless you find somebody that can do that too there are people who specialize in certain things you know um so yeah i've had to, i've had to learn that the hard way as well like you don't have to do everything yourself sometimes it's okay to ask for help and so like for me like understanding stuff ain't just gonna happen just because you're good at it yeah like in order for it to in order for it to come to fruition the way God should, like, I, this is what I'm learning for me. In order for it to come to fruition the way God showed me, I need the right people mm-hmm. to help me make it happen. And so. You got to be a team that's, player. That's a big, I mean, that's a big lesson that I wish I would have learned about there. And I kind of, I kind of started learning it. It's even like, for me, like working in the church, being a youth pastor, um, when I was just a youth pastor, you know, uh, we had a guy at our church, Elder James. He always said, Cam, you got to learn how to delegate because he knows yeah. I'll just do everything myself because I and at, in, or, in order for me not to be pissed off at you, the volunteers, like I'll just do it. Yep. Even though like you said you were going to do it and you signed up to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just do it because I don't want to be frustrated. I'm going to just get it. But then the following years, I started learning how to delegate. Like, no, you got it. And I had peace and then other people felt a sense of belonging and a sense of, you know, man, like we did this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, that's great, especially with, you know, the music project I'm working on. It's like, I need people. Of course you do. You cannot do that by yourself. The right people. And the the beautiful thing. The right people, because I've come to the realization that I need people. One, and, and speaking to that, one of the things I love seeing, and I guess this is just an example of what happens when all we all do this, but one of the things I love seeing is when you come, when you allow people to help you, it's like you access other parts of your creativity that you would not have been able to access because you're using all of your focus for yeah. what you're doing on your own. So like when Cam is working on music by himself, it's just Cam. It's Cam sound. Not a bad thing still sounds good but like when he works like when y'all we did the song with LaShawn for Life of the Logans like that was an example of seeing him just She's crazy go crazy like blossom crazy. when he works with Lorelco like just seeing how he his creativity he crazy his he even sound like the way he sings sounds better when he sings with other people who can sing you know when because you give me you give me around I'm charged up now yes like you know what I'm the saying? things like that can't you, like you even hooping, when me you hooping in the court with some scrubs like it's like okay I'm gonna <laughs> just shoot around but then when you go to the you go to the hood court you gotta hoop for real <laughs> but you know the thing saying? it's the so, same thing and I'm I'm using examples for you because I I'm still struggling with working with people so play for me but like Cam is a people person so he does a lot better in this area um but like even with watching you play golf with people who good at golf or like yeah. seeing you like how you after you joined the country club and you started playing golf with more people who are good at it, like it's like a whole new you opened up. Like it's like a new side of you where you're like, 
getting better and like you you're able to grow in that area because you're allowing people to it's not necessarily even help it's just sharing that with other people gives you that opportunity you know like I noticed when I worked with when I did have a photographer that I kind of worked with pretty often um when I would be like doing campaigns, taking pictures, those campaigns went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Not that, you, not that you can't do that too, because me and Cam work good together too. But like, it's like having like, it was more so like we had a schedule because she would come down while you were at work and we would like take pictures and stuff. It's like having her creative eye helping me with my, like even with just like when I was put on outfits, she's like, oh yes, girl, that's cute. You got to wear that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it helped me to come up with more ideas. So even working with other people, I noticed that I am a bit more creative and I can it takes so much of the pressure off yourself when you have other people helping you because then they can give you ideas and help give you input insight. You know what I'm saying? So that's important. Um, you know, I just, I feel like we just got to be better at allowing people to help us and to open up a new world for us, you know, give us input, insight, and all of that good stuff. Great minds. When great minds come together, good yep. things happen. Oh, even when we went to Nashville and we went to the summit, the leadership summit, just being around other people who do the same things that we do, that we, we've we never been around that many people who are like leaders and stuff that are in different. That are our age. That are our age. Yes. Our age. Doing like in different they're influencers. They're, they're right. Youth, right. Young adult pastors. They're youth leaders. They're. Yes. Saying like all, all the things worshiply like different types of yeah. they're in different sections of the world, the but Avengers. we all believe the same thing. It's like we're all mutants, you know. Um, And so like that was really eye opening, too, because it's like, wow, I've never been around so many people who are kind of like us and get us, you know. So yep. it's like there's a whole new world of excitement and it like refuels your passion, too. So that's yeah. Mm hmm. So it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> um, and my last one was a kind of a joke, but not really. I said my hot Cheeto days are over. Eat more vegetables. Um, but that's actually a big one because taking care of yourself in your 20s is so important. And I go hard about this because I want people who are younger than me, who follow, them, who follow me to start taking their health more seriously earlier, especially in the days we live in. Um where the healthcare system isn't really a healthcare system. <laughs> Y'all can fight me. I said it. Um, they don't really care about your health. So you have to care a lot about your health. You have to take care of yourself, work on your immune system, eat good foods for your body, take care of your body, go to the chiropractor, get adjusted, go to the dentist, you know, take care of the things you don't really be like wanting to take care of because when you get to be closer to 30, stuff start breaking down, bruh. And then you'd be like, wow, why do I have IBS? Probably because I ate hot Cheetos every single day for the last 10 years of my life you gotta be smarter than that when it comes to your health and I wish I would have taken that more seriously earlier because by the time I got to you know like 26 27 and I start taking my health more seriously I realized there were a lot of problems that I mean I don't know if they could have been avoided maybe not maybe yes I don't know but I feel like a lot especially infertility and all of that I feel like had I taken myself more seriously earlier some of maybe maybe I don't know I could have avoided some of the issues that I was having with my menstrual cycle and all of that. You know what I mean? Um, and so like, even just with general health in general, I feel like we could all do a lot better. We haven't been taught correctly. 
the systems won't teach you that they won't teach you about health and they won't teach you about finances. So you got to learn those two things and take those things very seriously. Um, especially finances. Oh, I didn't say anything. Did I say anything about finances? Learn your finances child. It's a lesson I should have learned. We should have been taught these things, but we weren't. Um, but yes, mental health, physical health, financial health, those three spiritual, spiritual health. Oh yes. Spiritual health. Um, Get rooted Absolutely. In, get rooted and grounded in somebody's house. Oh, uh, yes. Church. Um, and even if you are, take it seriously early in life. Um, but yeah, those are the things that I've learned in my 20s. There are a lot more things that I learned. They'll probably come out some point in the podcast this year. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll probably talk more specifically about the things we learned in 2021 in our annual marriage Q&A that we're probably going to have to do sometime soon. So... Stay tuned for that too. Also stay tuned for me trying to revive my YouTube channel because I'm doing that this year. I said I was going to do it and I'm going to do it. I feel like I'm in a good space now where I can do that. Gotten some things off my chest in the podcast. So shout out to the podcast for letting me out, letting me get my frustrations out so I can move forward with my life because there was a lot that I was bottled in there. Um, but yes, anything else you want to say? Closing thoughts? That's it, man. Computer's about to die. That's so it. excited for 2022. Excited for 2022. We're going to see what God can do. In 2022. Through you. <laughs> and All you always uh, got to rhyme. That's so churchy. You know what I'm got to have a rhyme for the new year. I was rhyming. Should have. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm really excited. God is literally already answering prayers. And so it's like my dad breathed. It's the year of building. You're building. It's the year of building. We're building so, things in 2022. Yes. We're building things mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Let's build. So, hey, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Thank you guys for supporting us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. If you want to support the pod, hit us up on Patreon. Link is in the description box. We appreciate each and every one of you. 